Welcome to Tiki Then Do It podcast, where we are discussing everything business, self-development and adulting. My name is Marie Clotilde. I will guide you through multiple topics with the help of my sister friends and variety of guests who will share their thoughts, expertise and opinions. Find us on Instagram at Tiki Then Do It underscore podcast. Hi. Hi, Jani. How are Hello. you? I'm fine. I'm fine. By God's grace, everything is okay. Yeah, great. So just to give a little background, um, Jani and I went to school together at university, I think it was last year, and we met there, we studied together, and so yes, she's my friend. (laughs) So yeah, but she's not living in the UK, she's not living in France, she's living in Congo, Kinshasa, so um, I don't know, is in Africa, and she is doing a lot she is literally a pure how do you say that pioneer 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 <laughs> in uh and i think in in an industry in kinshasa and i really wanted to invite her for her to speak about it because when thinking into it was on instagram we had a live where we were speaking about it and she like she was just started so now yeah. I think she can really speak about it and like give us some feedback, especially for people that want to do business in Africa and bring maybe like a concept from Europe to Africa, which it can be difficult to implement. So this is the small background, but I will let you present. I will let you um, introduce yourself, of course. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi, Marie-Claude. Um, my name is Jenny. Um, I am 28 years old, turning 29 this year. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> I, I was born in the DRC in Kinshasa, the capital city, and moved to Belgium when I was 10. I lived in Belgium till when I finished high school and then went to London for university where I met you. We both studied at um, London Metropolitan University. And um, when I first moved to Europe, I always knew I wanted to come back home. So to come back, to go back to Africa when I was done with my studies. But I don't know. I didn't know what life would bring. And when I actually moved to London, um, that urge became stronger. And I have to say one of the reasons why I was like yep i'm doing it definitely is because i saw how our Ghanaian and nigerian brothers and sisters were very um much connected to mm-hmm. their roots and a lot of them were willing to go back or were already having a, already had like businesses or anything like some type of investment investment back in their countries and i remember saying like telling um I think my siblings back then of how in universities in London, Ghanaians and Nigerians have really like a strong society and um, they're really together. They always try to succeed together, but it's really hard to find it within the Congolese community. So, um, well, for, fortunately, I think for me, I got to learn from our Ghanaian and Nigerians brothers or to get my confirmation of yes, it's actually mm-hmm. possible to move back home. I talk a lot, so if you have to stop, no, it, just no, go ahead. continue, uh, please. Continue. So, um, yeah. So when the like when I finished my bachelor's degree, I had a degree. 
I had to um, to decide whether I'm going back home or not. But it was mm. really hard for me to be like, okay, I will just move back and stuff because I didn't know anything. Like my studies from um, high school were I did them in Europe. I didn't. I knew nothing about like African business economy. Nothing. Like mm. I, I knew nothing. So I was like, okay, I wanted to do my masters. And I thought, why not actually study in a African university um, and see what it looks like? And mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I found this um, course in uh, South Africa, University of Cape Town, um, that was still linked to what I studied and what I wanted to study, so leadership. And I moved back home in uh, the DRC, but I'm in Kinshasa in Goma. And I was flying back and forth between Goma and Cape Town to go to my classes because uh, it was like modules. So I had mm-hmm. to attend class for like 12 days and then go back um, to my job, like my work and apply. Anyways, it, it was I was between Congo and Cape Town and I don't regret my decision okay. because from there things just went the way I think they were supposed to go. I worked in Goma for a year and a half or almost two years. Mm-hmm. And then when I finished my, um, uh, my postgraduate program, I moved to Kinshasa, mm-hmm. where I am now since 2019. Um, so that's a bit my story, uh, yeah. like my professional and studies and stuff like that. That's, that's a bit it. Okay, yeah. And when you were like... I remember that, I, I don't know if it's your first job in Africa, but you were a teacher. Yes, I was. <laughs> that was so okay. surprising to me because I was I like, know, I how? Know, like, I know, I know, I know. Who? Listen. How? Like, and I was thinking about myself and I was like, huh? it's, it's insane. It's insane. I feel like God just really directs my steps. Like mm-hmm. everything I do somehow, not somehow, like, always he's always in it and i can prepare my next move but i don't know what he has in store so when i moved back i didn't just want to move back without having a job Mm -hmm. and the school i worked at um i saw it online when i when i was actually still in london Mm -hmm. and i applied for a job uh, for administration like in administration i remember Mm -hmm. the school was new he was a big huge project that they were still trying to put together I was like, okay, this is amazing. An international school. Um, I can work in administration and still like finish my postgraduate program. Mm -hmm. And administration is kind of like what I did because we studied business and administration, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when I got there, spoke to them, uh, to to, to the director of the school, we exchanged. And he was like, oh my God, like, I actually, I have someone for administration. You'd be great in administration, but I feel like it would be misusing what you have i would actually want you to teach english i was like "Ah, what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay and he was like yeah and then he was like um we haven't like they hadn't opened the school yet basically it was i think that was in maybe june july and they were supposed to open the school in september and luckily they had um like a professor flying in from belgium to like give a i think very fast training of um, teaching, teaching training. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was insane. So I did the training in like, I think we did uh, a year worth of training in maybe six weeks, 
eight weeks. So yeah, it was intense, and I really like it. Yeah, it was really intense. It was because I was like, oh my god, I just came from school. I literally just came from school, and I almost died in London. Why am I going through this? Yes. So, um, so yeah, that's how I started my teaching job, and I was like, okay, let me just like do this, and I guess that's what God wanted me to do because it was literally it was a whole mission. I had a purpose at that job, and I loved it. I loved teaching, and um, I have like an extra training that I cannot yeah. use anywhere in the world because I, I trained to be a teacher and I worked as a teacher for like two school years. So I guess it was, yeah, but it, it was surprising to me too, but it went well. So the first year I only taught English and then the second year I took on a class because, you know, in primary school, they don't have like different teachers for, yes. like maths, um, French, science. So I had to teach everything. It was amazing for me because also it allowed me to like learn when I was mm-hmm. preparing, like, especially French. I, I, the last time I studied in French was like in, pri- you know, yeah, in primary school because I did my um, secondary school, so high school in Dutch. So okay. French, it was there. I knew how to talk and stuff, but I didn't know how to read, to write and sometimes read certain things. So going back to primary school as a teacher that has to study before teaching, yeah. actually studied, you speak French, tu vois tous les trucs de CO2, CO2, mm-hmm. grammaire, mm-hmm. all those things that like, mm-hmm. it's complicated for an adult. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. It allowed me to up my French actually. So, and that helped me for my next job. This is what I mean. Like it's God. It's just God to me. Yeah. It's, I'll say it a lot. No, 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 because it is. <laughs> so that's, that's how I ended up teaching. Yes. Okay. That's 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 great because like when I saw you and I, oh, I teach, I was like, how? And um, <laughs> did she? What did she? What did she do after? Like I know that she left, and but what did she? What is going on? And it was not in a bad way, you know. It was not in a bad like. Oh, why is she doing I that? No, it. it was more like okay. Um. I was like, yes, okay. Well, because you know, like, she wanted to go back. Graduating then... is stressful. <laughs> graduating yes, is. is stressful. Because and you did your master. It's... I didn't. Well, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm I asked. had to because I know myself. I hmm. actually don't like the, the system, the education system. I love yeah. learning, but I don't like the system. And yeah. I knew, I know myself so well. I knew if it took like a gap year. Or if I started doing anything else, I would have never gotten back yeah, to maybe. school. Like, mm-hmm. never, ever. So, and the, the course that I found, University of Cape Town. Cape Town is an amazing city. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. But it took blood and sweat. And, yeah. yo, you don't even know. Like, I, to me personally, I think that university, because, you know, sometimes they'll be like Africa, whatever, whatever. It's true that South Africa is different. Yeah. But the level was more intense than in london it definitely was i was a a like first student like i used to get first you know in in london med yeah. i graduated with it with, with the first but in south africa i was average and that hurt my feelings so bad that that's how bad it was that's well, because the, the level in africa is different they are different it's like so they yeah, put themselves intense. more than in it's Europe, intense right? so it's i guess different. to me it was also like a safe zone to choose to continue um with my postgraduate program rather than because it was i was anxious like okay i'm graduating i'm happy but what's next 
yeah. to work. Yeah. And yeah, so it was it was like a safe option for me to choose. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So since our last discussion, uh, yeah. you were starting. You were start. You were starting your secondhand business, and yes. it was. We had a whole conversation on. Well, it was not really, yeah, it was, yeah, it was that. We had a whole conversation on, like, getting support from people. And we were talking about yeah. that because it was like, you're starting something, you're starting something that nobody really know, like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. And you come yeah. and you're like, yes, this is good. You're going to save money and uh, it's good for the environment. And people are like, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> already like world is closed and stuff like that. So, how is it now? Honestly, geez, it's amazing. So, like oh, you me. said, at first when I wanted to start like the thrift um, business or market, a uh, pop up market, I guess because it's yeah. not every day or every weekend. It was so hard because yeah, people had um, reacted negatively at first. But yeah. then now it's just so different. Uh, I can't even tell you how people literally harass me. To, okay. like, when is the next one? When is the next one? When, when are you doing? It's literally people ask for it. And it's so amazing because now no one has that thing of, oh, ew, you're wearing secondhand or oh, yeah. you're shopping at secondhand. Yeah. Some people, like back in the day, some people will be like, oh, can you just send me a picture of clothes and I'll pick from here. I don't really want to see, like, I don't, I don't want to see people see me. I don't want people to see me at the, at the market and stuff like that. But now people on shop secondhand, like, it's just become, it's, yeah. I think we, we, ha we are not there there yet, but, but we literally, there's a lot of progress that was made. From and like 29, I think we spoke in 2020, yeah, 2020, 2021, yeah. 2022 is so quick because, from, yeah, from from uh, no, like, oh my god, no, 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 to yeah, no, yes, it's, it's when changed. is the next it's one? Changed. But do you think it's because like more millennials have, like, I don't know, because um, you see, you see, in Europe, like, we have started these things and it, it started. Well, it started back in the days, but now it's even more. Like, even the people that used yeah. to buy a lot of clothes, they're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to look for secondhand clothes and stuff like that. Do you think it's a millennial things or it's just like uh, because of here, them save so. money? But you no, know, my fucking. I, you know, yeah, here in Kinshasa, I don't think that's the reason because, you know, in uh, Europe or in the States or whatever, um, people are kind of like, there's like a, a wokeness that is mm. there, like a consciousness in how you spend, um, like fast fashion and stuff like that. They really like subjects that people now care about. And that's really the reason why some people um, only do thrift stores. Mm. And also um, the, the money, that's a, a real issue. Like why am I spending this much on new clothes when there's like, a second option but here i think it's now um i don't know the acceptance came from the fact that i kept up with like equality first of all i think when people were thinking secondhand they were probably thinking that oh my god 
uh, someone wore this and mm. probably sweating it and it's probably yeah. like not in a good condition but i was so so strict with the condition of the clothes like and one thing here in kinshasa and i don't know if it's in africa like in cote d'ivoire people are like that kinshasa is a city where people dress okay mm-hmm. they dress in a way that you cannot you can almost never see them with the same um dress not even at a party or anything like maybe even at, at work okay. or in a meeting they, yeah. it's always about having new things about having the latest this and the latest that but fashion fashion here is so important and image mm. actually image is so important so people who came to sell uh at the market actually had clothes that were in such good condition you cannot even imagine Mm. and they were just keeping it in their house so i think that that played a big role where people could see okay it's not really like um clothes are already tired and giving up on life it's actually mm. clothes that actually just need a second life like they are pre-loved they were worn once twice or whatever and the condition is actually good the hygiene is there and the price is also good and they realize okay it's not only like off brands it's zara it's right massimo duty it's things that we know h&m it's it's quality not the like i mean it's not riveton but it's the brands that we know where we shop and it's still in good quality and also the other thing is um we don't have stores here we yeah. don't so for you to shop you have to travel mm. but i started uh the the the, the concept uh in december 20 wait december 2019 and then covid hit mm. so people couldn't travel anymore we had a lockdown here in uh, kinshasa but african lockdowns were they were as, as the, like strict as the ones in europe people still had parties people still did this okay yeah it was much less but people still needed to get dressed mm. you know what i mean so yeah I was not the option where okay I know at the um, vibrating I'll get something that I used to wear like Zara but at a good good price mm-hmm. and even though uh, even when covid finished and stuff like that only certain people could travel so that actually helped me because well now you you can't just travel to go buy clothes you need to buy them here and I have pretty good um options so mm-hmm. that was that I think it, it was a mix of um the quality is good and I actually don't have a choice but the don't have a choice became a choice because now those clients come back for yeah. more so yeah yeah that's good so like what keeps you going because you could have stopped especially with the yes. bad feedback you know yes yes you could have you could have definitely yeah stopped. because what what keeps you going Um what keeps me going that's a good question. Yeah because that's like a good question. All the because okay for the people that listen to that if you don't know like just go to my um profile and then look for Chani um on the IGTV whatever uh Instagram like you will see that she was like, attacked <laughs> literally yeah. by people and so she could just stop but she didn't and then now is a success i think so, I'm, i'm here i'm sitting i'm sitting here thinking and i'm just like 
I didn't stop because I really don't care. Mm. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any like better answer than I didn't care. Like I thank God that I I was at a stage in my life where what people said and thought wasn't really like I wasn't distracted by the noise around me. Because also personally, like in my personal life, I, I had gotten to a le another level of self-awareness, of um, self-confidence. And yeah, I didn't care. Like literally, nope, I wasn't listening. I just did what I had to do. And surprisingly, like last year and the year before, other people started um, trying to have their own um thrift markets and stuff like that so mm -hmm. well call it copy call it inspiration whatever but seeing people trying to do what you do is definitely a green light to me it's a green light yeah. like to me it's a green green flag sorry it's not a red one it's a green flag for me well what it says about them i don't know but for me it's like okay so it's something that there's demand because if they're doing it too if they want to do it too they see that it's something that's working I don't, I'm not saying that I was the first one to, um, to start like thrift markets in Kinshasa. No, but fashion, like only clothes and stuff and market like that. I was the only one people used to resell their like furnitures and mm -hmm. stuff like that house stuff, but almost never closed. So yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the reason why I never stopped is because I believe in myself enough not to care and to just shut down shut down the outside noses noises yeah and so because in africa people are buying secondhand like they they buy secondhand clothes but yeah but like well, you said not the same because in africa it's like they buy secondhand you know yeah they buy secondhand, but, but it's I, not the I feel same like they didn't know no but like, I feel like they no, didn't know yeah. or to them it's oh it shows different because they don't know who were it the difference yeah. with me is that you're coming to get it from the person who yes, actually I'm... owned this clothes. I think they prefer when it's like at the market and it's just sold in like yeah. in a big stock and they don't know. I think it's that. I think that's the problem. Yeah. And so like you coming with like a proper concept, not just like I think a stall in the market and just put the clothes on it sure. on the table and be like, yeah, just uh, look for what you have, what you want and uh, get what you, you want and everything. Do you, will you identify yourself as a pioneer? Even if, like you said, uh -huh. you're not the first one to do thrift, thrift, thrifting, yeah. you know, things, but would you identify yourself as a pioneer? Because you came with concepts. I and definitely I don't think it has been like, done before. I'm always very modest and try to be like, okay, no, no, no. But this one, these flowers, I have to, I have to take them. I think I am. <laughs> I think I am because thinking of like, it's not only me. I, I, I don't believe in myself because it's just me believing in myself. I believe in myself and I believe I'm a pioneer because I've heard it from people and I've, I've been in Kinshasa before and I've seen nothing like what I do happen. I know it's not, I'm not doing it like, it's not huge. It's not like extremely big. It's still in a, like it's reasonable, reasonably small, but in mm. what I do, I think I, 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 I am a pioneer and I'm, I'm hoping to, to before, I don't really believe in everything has to be big. Everything has to be, no, 
to me, before I even make it big in one city, I'd rather go to like different cities like Goma, Rubumbashi, the same concept. And to me, I will still call it bigger than just here in Kinshasa making it grow. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't yeah, know if it that does, makes it sense. Does, it does, like, to yeah. me, instead of like planting um, a bunch of trees uh, in Kinshasa, I'd rather like plant a few in Kinshasa, a few in Goma, a few. Like, actually, I'm just thinking that's how it works. And then to me, success isn't always measured by how big you do things but how well you do them you get what i mean mm. so i'm trying to to stay consistent with um the business model that i have now before thinking oh no i'm the next big shit and let me just go big and so yeah but mm. yeah I, I definitely you could count me as a pioneer mm. in, so, uh, in this field um okay so but have you ever thought that you will have an impactful role in your life well okay let me rephrase that because we are christians so we know that we have a purpose anyway we have impactful role anyway but like yeah. impactful role to the point that like because you eat the 10k on instagram yeah i did i did you know what i mean so impactful role in this sense not impactful role as a purpose you are you have been created to be impactful anyway but impactful yeah, as a yeah. public figure type of impact yeah you know i've always been like i said before my life and the way it goes it's god god uses me in different ways and me being present i started like being very present and open on social media since 2016 mm -hmm. and some would say you so from 2016 and in 2022 you only have 10k yeah but i'm like yeah you know like some no, no, not that they say it, but this is how people think now. People mm. want you to have a million or whatever. Okay. But the way, it's like you easy. said, like once again, and I said, the way I've been able to, to grow and the opportunities that I've had presented to myself mm -hmm. and the way I've been able to impact people's lives, it's, it's just been amazing. I've went from a girl that barely wants her voice to be heard like that just wants to be in her corner doing her own thing a funny girl but a quiet girl at the same time mm. um with not not, not no self-confidence yeah true to like a whole different person who actually is very self-aware and who knows how to take a space in a room without being too much and that's just to me it's just amazing and to have people that sometimes you know I don't even plan my content. I am, yeah. I'm the worst, like I'm literally the worst um, influence or public figure that you can have. I just post whatever. And I feel like sometimes when I'm not inspired by the Holy Spirit and by God, I just, I, I don't talk. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's just, it has no point for me to start writing this long lines and uh, making a video here and filming this yeah. and, and, and the live there. If I was not, uh, allowed to talk like mm. the, the holy spirit didn't allow me so i trust god to lead me in this journey mm. and sometimes the messages that i get in my dms are just so encouraging i sometimes i'm like is this me doing this but then again <laughs> yes it's me but i'm only an instrument mm. you know what i mean i'm only yeah. being used by god so impacting like you said we were born to impact people's lives but to this level I mean, it's, it's true that all the glory has to be given to God. But at mm -hmm. some point, I 
like I clap for myself for listening to God's voice. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's still it's still sometimes unreal to me, but I just thank God. I thank God, and I trust the process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully there's more people following and being helped by the small things that I post. Mm, yes, of course, of course they will follow. Of course, yeah. You don't look so. like you don't plan. You don't look like you don't plan your content. You can't um, see that. No, but me, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm the queen of inconsistent of the consistency. Inconsistency. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I don't accept that in my life. But I'm not consistent. If you see my Instagram, is a whole portfolio of my life of what i trying to do and try to yeah, it is, yeah i'm not someone that do something and just keep going to the end if i don't feel yeah. like continuing i just stop you just stop i'm I not forcing myself also, doing that that's no. the beauty of also being like a micro i think we're micro yeah uh yeah. influencers because that thing exists where you don't have like you have a niche and like you just have people that interact with you. Um, I think that's the beauty of it because, and also it's it's a good thing because once you start uh, handling your something that's like something you love doing, like your hobby, being on Instagram. Once you start handling it as something you have to do, I think the inspiration leaves. Yeah. Like you cannot be like, okay, I have a calendar. Every Monday I have to post motivation. But what if on Monday you find yourself? crying in bed and really not you mm. don't feel like you have your own issues what are you going to do wipe your tears and go like yo guys you have to have a strong will to do this no today mm. i don't have the strong will yeah. and i will stay in bed cry and maybe tomorrow be better. you get what i mean so yes, I you do. stay <laughs> real and the inspiration is also real i love it i love it it's true yeah. that i could give more content but i do not take time to get dressed and go pose in front I, I, to take pictures i don't do that mm. i don't even have okay if my husband hears it, it this is going to be pissed but i don't have anyone to take proper pictures of me you get what i mean yeah so, like personal type of instagram pictures yeah i don't yeah. have that so i just go with whatever is in my phone and i create it and the pictures of moments and stuff like that so i just go with that and i don't think i'll ever stop even yeah. if yeah, even if I I hit I don't know fifty k followers, uh uh-uh, uh, expect me to be me. Yeah, like we reduce the anxiety and the stress and the, the yeah, unnecessary yeah, stress. Imagine you know? being anxious about what you post. Yeah, I've been. So that's what I'm saying. Like you don't need, we don't need that. Mm. We, don't, we don't need that. We definitely yeah. don't need that. So like, what do you do? People misunderstand, misunderstood, misunderstand. What do people misunderstand about you? Like. When people are looking at you, maybe they they have um I don't know uh, like judgment defini- or... yeah, definition not definition but like they judge you or they think that they think that they know you. So what people are saying about you that is not true. Do you know? I've actually never heard anyone say anything about me, or at least it hasn't come to me. I mean, mm. and I thank God because you don't need that. <sighs> I've never heard that, you know, these people find you this, this, and that, this girl is like this, this, and that. I've never heard that. And I think because, and I always say this, my community on Instagram is healthy. Mm. People just know, like, the vibe that I share is the vibe that continues. Like, I'm pretty sure some people that 
just follow me the thing that you'll see like some gossip here and there some like typical um no they just unfollow me because they like it's a safe space and mature like it's it's the vibe i give is just it's healthy it's not toxic where someone would text me and be like you know this person said this about you when mm. you were this or when you yeah. did no i haven't heard it i'm pretty sure no one not everyone agrees with me and with what i do and mm. if i have to give an example when i first like when i first started youtube when i was back in london yeah. people used to be like oh what does she think she is mm. um she's exposing her life she just wants to be she's an attention seeker that i had when i first started uh and also what i have here is sometimes people say she's exposing her life or how did i forget this okay as a married woman now you cannot just start posting everything about you you cannot like show your house you can't show this you need to protect yourself da 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 da, da. that again is linked with the culture but do you show your life I, though i don't think you do not like that people think that you do, do but you right? don't Right. No, I, mean, I don't even think I do because I no. hardly post directly. Like yeah. let's say I'm going out with friends, you will not see me post directly. It's maybe the next morning or when I go I get home and settle down then I'll post. And it's not because I'm scared or, or anything. I've never just been the person of um direct posting or whatever, but people here and I do not know why think everyone is after you. Everyone wants to do you bad. Everyone wants to 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 do juju on you and stuff like that but i don't believe in that i i i'm just maybe i'm i'm clueless and i'm naive i believe that i am protected mm-hmm. and it's, it's no one will be able to um how do you say uh, to curse me or over a picture no like who are you do you know my god before you start do you know, do you know who my father is That's, that's the right. question. Yeah. So yeah, people do tell me that yeah, as a married woman and now in your new chapter of your life, you cannot allow yourself to be as active. A woman is not like that. Like a married woman shouldn't be uh, this active. I've heard it. That one I've heard. Yeah, that one I've heard. That's right. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, like you said, you're protected by the blood of Jesus, so nothing can happen to you. Well, yes. Yes. and it's it's just it's too low to be thinking I, i imagine there's people that always think i have i have enemies people are jealous over me and no i'm not like that i don't think i don't think mm. i have enemies waiting and wanting me to no no i don't i don't believe in that and i don't even focus on that on it's that, just yeah. it takes too much energy to be focusing on that yeah but you're right you're right so now that you said all these things and i really want you to help us understand because you're busy <laughs> so i really want us to uh, help us understand a typical day in your life because you work Ooh. your wife you are an influencer but not like 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 you said you don't kill yourself to be an influencer sorry but you are kind of like a public figure now i am and you have a business or businesses you have projects So like what is a typical day let's say if you have to go to work be the wife that you are and like trying to plan the next vid dressing or this thing that how do you plan these things Okay so first of all are you still hearing me because one of my airpods yes, died Okay um so first of all I have to give my husband 
the credit he deserves because he makes my life so much easier. Like, you know, when they say you have to be a wife, I don't always have to be a wife. Mm. I just have a partner here that if there's some things in the house that I cannot run, he will run them. He won't wait for me to do them. So that's one thing. And mm. it helps a lot. So I usually wake up around um, 6, 6.30, get ready for work. I don't live too far from work, but Kinshasa traffic is crazy. I start work. I work in administration. I start work at 7.30 compared to everyone else in Kinshasa that starts at 9, majority of them. But I work for a foreign institution, so they work from 7.30 to 3. So at my job, I have, I do have responsibilities that I need to attend and I love doing my work to perfection. So mm-hmm. I respect my work, but sometimes at work, I can be like, uh, if I, I'm on my break, I'll have some phone calls, um, fix some of this, post this on this page and just try and have like supervise the things that I need to do for my projects, right? Yeah. And then when I finish at 3 p.m., generally, uh, I have meetings because I always say that from 3 p.m., I have a second life that starts. Like from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., I'm building someone else's dream. And from 3 p.m. till I go to bed, I'm building my own dream. So sometimes I have meetings with people. Sometimes I have to go see a venue. Sometimes I come home and I still need to continue to work or I meet people home. Um, so I have a second life after 3 p.m. And then generally around, let's say, 7, things will cool down. I will be with my husband. Watching. We eat together. We always try to eat together. We watch TV. And so I'm always working. I never stop. Like on my phone, my phone is my, 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 my real desk. So mm-hmm. I'll always be working until I'm in bed to sleep. So I my days don't always, don't look the same. And I think that I don't have, except for my work, even there, like it's not like a routine type of thing. So I always, one thing I always try to do is to plan my week ahead. So I have like a calendar where I know Monday after work, I'm meeting this person. Tuesday after work, I'm doing this. It just allows me to, to be more organized and mm-hmm. less tired because... Yeah, life can get can get really tricky. So yeah, I'm always in between my day job and my different projects. So, okay. but I honestly, in my household, I don't have challenges. I don't have challenges because I have I have a partner and a very good partner, and I think God. Mm, amen. Okay. Yeah. And so, what's your favorite productivity act? For entrepreneurs, like what do you what do you do to be productive? Because we don't think about like I would say even not productive but discipline. Because motivation, we have the motivation, but can you get up? Like so, Uh, how do you discipline yourself? It's very hard. Like I know, honestly, I will. I will sound cliche and a bit uh, boring or whatever, but to me, is there's a Bible verse that says that everything you do, do it like you're serving God. Mm-hmm. 
and that helps me because I am. If it wasn't for God, I am lazy. I love sleeping. I am. I procrastinate like crazy. I am mm. not constant. Like all of these things. If it wasn't for God, that was me. That would like that would be me. But I do everything with. I think I'm serious with everything that I do because to me it's like I'm serving a purpose, a bigger purpose that it's not mine, but it's God's. So I gotta do it. Honestly, mm. I don't have anything else because I would lie if I tell you that. Yes, you have to to, to plan your year and to have a planner and to 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 have those apps. That, that, that no, no, yeah. and. Obviously, I have a to-do list. That helps me a lot too. Yeah. To stay like, and I write everything down. Mm. I once tried to go like a week with no notepad or anything. Not even, like, if I'm telling you I'll write on my phone, it's not true. My phone, you know those to-do, like the to-do app on yeah. the Apple phone? Yeah. I don't use it. It doesn't work for me. I've tried. It doesn't work. I actually need to have like a paper and where I write the things that I have to do. So that's how I maintain my discipline by keeping like notes of what I have to do and yeah. Okay. Serving a bigger purpose. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard when your boss is God, Jesus, he doesn't even talk oh. a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't yell at you. He doesn't do anything, but he's very much present and you very much want to just do what he asks you to do. Yeah, because you can feel that when you don't do it, there's someone looking at you like, so you really don't, you're not going to do yeah, it? Like, yeah, yeah. Are you really going to sleep? Like, yeah. are you really going to let this headache get to you? Like, are you really? And we are always yeah. like, ah, okay, I can do it. If you give me the hey, strength, I'll do it. I, do, I don't need it. Yeah. I have days where I don't want to wake up. I don't want to leave bed. Yeah. But today. No, I, can't, I cannot allow myself. I cannot. And then obviously, like everyone else, my biggest motiv motivation is that I want kids and I don't want my kids to go to this. I want soft life for my children. Yeah. I do not want struggle. I struggled. For yeah. them, it's soft life. In Jesus' yeah. name. In Jesus' name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the same, same, same target is to be present for my future children so for me to be present 100 like not 100 because i can't be 100 percent. at least 80 percent, which is a lot i need yeah. to be able to get to a place where i can be here for my children to get back to school when they have yeah. some um i don't know we can go to museums and stuff like that discover things because no 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 I grew up, my, my parents were not that that much here because they were working, which is good because I never lack anything. But mm. presence, that's what I needed. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do the same. So I, I understand what you're saying. So every time that I feel like, like today, I was tired. Okay. I was very, very tired. But I was like, listen, you have to do a lot of administration stuff, a lot of papers, I know that you, like I know that you can do it tomorrow, but why doing it tomorrow if you have today? You don't even know what tomorrow is going to be. Maybe you will not have the yeah. time. And this is when I get up and I do things <laughs> because you don't know what tomorrow is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it goes like that. Yeah, um, it goes like anyway. that. And, and I think it's also important to allow yourself to rest. Sometimes when your mind is like no, just leave it. I I try to do that too. Maybe too much. Honestly, I cannot, I can't come and kill myself. I want mm. to, 
to work hard. I want to do whatever I want to do. I have projects, but I literally cannot come and kill myself. Mm, nope. But you're right. You're right. So yeah, you have to have a balance between the hard yeah. work and the rest and taking care of yourself. It's very important. Mm, yeah, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, people, please rest because there's nothing in pushing yourself to <laughs> even bad rested <laughs> like that that sometimes when i push myself too much this is how I th- i'm like okay created the world in six days seven days he rested who i am who am i do i think that i'm better than him do i think that i have more power more strength than him no so you know that you're going to burn out you stop now there's no point yeah don't don't get to the burnout. There's no point. Like, oof, it's too much no, to get. No point. <laughs> get to get up to the t- from this is just very very long. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're coming at the end of the podcast, and I really want you to help us and help the audience. We've um, I said three books, but you don't have to do three. Um, what are the books and podcast, maybe, or other things? you'd recommend to this audience uh, and why uh, okay <laughs> i i read books but i don't remember them by title but if i have one book that has helped me yeah, maybe one is battlefield of the mind by joyce mayer mm-hmm. a great book like a great great book that okay. will help you know what goes on in your mind and how to actually control your mind um for the rest the things that i watch i do a lot of like devotions on the bible app i'm sorry i'm i might sound boring Why are you so it works for me <laughs> it's a christian it podcast it's hosted by it a christian woman don't worry about that so the ones that are not happy they can just leave <laughs> i do a lot of uh devotions on the bible app and yeah. there's a lot of amazing ones Sometimes, I, like most times, I share them on my stories, especially when they've hit me, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is so good!" So I share them. So a lot of, um, I mean, devotions. I listen to some uh, Sarah TDJ podcasts okay. on Apple Music, but yeah, uh, the books are out. I don't remember, but whenever I read or see something interesting, I always post about it and I share it with my people. But definitely the U version Bible app is it's a game good. changer because it even has like shorter devotion versions of like books. And even the thing Battlefield of the Mind is like a devotion on the U version Bible app. Mm. So that's really it. But like, yeah, I've read a lot of books like Becoming, if I have to be like, no, but it's good. The motivation side is actually and good. also. Yeah, so I learned from a lot of stuff, but I'm not like also a consistent learner where like I only read novels or I only read books. Oh, yeah. No, I mm-hmm. just I, I think that I have a colleague that reads a lot, and she I'm like her her bin of books. When she mm-hmm. likes something, she goes, "Oh, you have this. You read it." So yeah, reading is important, but sometimes it's hard to keep up. So I go with devotions. Yeah, it's easier to read. Yeah, thank you so much for for sharing. I think you shared a lot. You said you don't know, but you shared like this maybe four, three or four things, which is great. So people go and check these books and devotions if you don't know. Just um, um, how you can how can I say download the U version um, 
Bible, app, app. Bible app is a is really yeah. good. It's really good. It's, it's really, really good. amazing. Yeah. Anyways, um, Jenny, thank you so much. It went very fast. This was so cool. I feel like I was yeah. catching up with you. Derek, that's what I want the vibe to be. I was I want the vibe I was to be literally like catching up with a friend. So I will feel so weird listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really, like, oh my is, God. Your voice, is your voice and you'll be like, Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, because it was really good. Thank you for having yeah, you're me. You're welcome. You are so welcome. So now where can we find you online? Share everything. Okay, I am mostly on Instagram. Um, yeah. I hope you'll put my Instagram. I will in the back. Like, yeah, yeah, in the description box. Um, I'm on Instagram, and my Instagram, I have to say, is bilingual. I speak French and English, so it's bilingual. Maybe you can learn a bit of French. Mm, my YouTube channel is still out there, but I don't post anymore because <laughs> internet in my country is not <laughs> won't allow me. It will cost a lot to just be consistent on YouTube, so I stopped that. But uh, I still post um, a lot of stuff on Instagram, mainly on Instagram. I have Twitter too, but like that's more for fun. But Instagram is where you can find me and my businesses. <laughs> yeah, and I'll put everything in the description. So when you finish re- listening to this, just go straight to the description and go follow her. Go follow uh, business and check her out. And yes, thank you so much, Jani. Thank you so much for listening to a new episode of Thinking Then Do It. You can find us on Instagram at Thinking Then Do It underscore podcast and my YouTube channel Marie underscore for the visual of most of our episodes. Also, rate us and share your thought with us in the comment section. We really want to know what you think. I hope you are now energized to do it.